0: Hey, thank you for tuning in. Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. I am music producer Chick with Beats.
1: And entrepreneur Breezy Gibson here.
0: And we're glad that you're with us once again. we got another show just filled with music industry news. Uh, beats by yours truly. And so yeah, we're definitely excited about that. So, you know, without any further ado, let's do it.
1: Okay, let's do it. this is breezy gibson from the breeze team how would you like to see an online platform that brings you people who've already indicated that they're interested in your particular type of business whether it's your music you're selling hip-hop clothing you got a restaurant or cafe or if you're an entrepreneur or agent for a business visit me at breeze2cheese.com that's using the number two breeze2cheese.com or click my bio link on my instagram profile to see a live demo how this can help you get more customers and make more money.
0: Hey, this is A Chick With Beats. I am a multi-genre music producer and strategist to indie artists and labels. Visit my website, achickwithbeats.com for resources for artists and instrumentals available in various genres for songs, vlogs, blogs, podcasts, themes, TV, film, commercials, and more. Once again, that's achickwithbeats.com A-C-H-I-C-K W-I-T-V-E-A-T-Z Let's make something happen. All right, we're back with Music Industry News. First up, just in case you hadn't heard, but the former Fuji's rapper, Prize was convicted in a foreign influence case. And uh, we did share uh, once that had kind of appeared and that he even had Jeff Sessions as a witness and some other star-studded people that testified on his behalf. But um, yeah, it didn't really work out in his favor. So... Yeah, he was convicted in federal court on 10 counts with charges including conspiracy, witness tampering, concealment of material facts, making false entries in records, and failing to register as an agent of China. So what happened was he, <laughs> that sounded like the excuse, didn't it? What had happened was, but <laughs> Prize received $20 million from Joe Lowe in 2012 to help Lowe get a picture with President Obama. And so prize said that he viewed the funds that he gave to him as free money, and chose to spend it however he wanted without the directional low. So, I mean, I guess maybe I can see how he might have thought that. But anytime you're acting on behalf of another country, you should be reported, especially if they're giving you twenty million dollars. You might want to do your due diligence and check into uh, whether or not it's legal so he actually faces a maximum penalty of up to 20 years in prison so you know just kind of a heads up you know that's some info that it looks like not a lot of the hip-hop blogs and stuff are covering that much but and just kind of something to be aware of and also to make sure that when you're doing these deals it's not something that's going to get you in trouble
1: yeah because you know there's there's no such thing as saying well hey um i didn't know Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm not saying that in a joking matter At all Because there are just so many laws uh, That are uh, pertaining to so many Different things So right. you just gotta to check it out Just gotta check it out thoroughly Beforehand
0: Yeah, because yeah, there was a phrase back in the day I haven't really heard it too much recently But where they used to say Ignorance of the law is no excuse So yeah, just sure because that. you claim you didn't know yeah, Unfortunately that doesn't hold up In a court of law no,
1: it does not. So, just you just got to be careful.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, and Glorilla is being sued by New Orleans rap veteran for allegedly stealing the sample for tomorrow. So, Ivory Pains of the NOLA-based rap group uh, Doghouse Posse said that Glorilla and her producer, Macaroni Tony, had sampled his 1994 song, Street of the West Bank, to make her hit Tomorrow. So, it used key elements such as the piano, cello and drum tracks and the suit also names her music label which is collective music group and her publishing companies warner chapel and sony atv music so you know that was probably one of those things where they thought well you know they might not necessarily recognize it it should be okay to do and you know honestly glorilla might not even know it could have just been the producer but anywho everybody's gonna get caught up in that so just another thing to kind of be aware of um, yeah, you can't always get away with stuff like that, especially when you've had like this big blow up like she has. There's going to be more eyes on you. So, and just something to kind of keep in mind. All right. And there was a jury selected in Ed Sheeran's music copyright case. Like Sue actually accuses him of uh, his song, Thinking Out Loud, of copying Let's Get It On by the heirs of Ed Townsend, who co-wrote the song with Marvin Gaye. So basically they're saying that Uh, the melodic harmonic and rhythmic compositions are substantially similar and of course sharon's lawyers argue that the alleged similarities consist of unprotectable musical elements so i mean it kind of makes sense it's the same thing that happened with um uh, blurred lines with merman gay's estate so you know it's one of those things they actually have a chance of winning because the precedent has been set But, you know, when you listen to the two songs, you can kind of hear what they mean. But it's still different. like you can't copyright chord progressions. So, you know, it's one of those things we have to kind of see how it turns out. And hopefully um, in that case, they'll kind of take into consideration that what happened with the Blurred Lines case is something that just really hampers creativity. So we'll have to see what happens and we'll keep you updated as we get the info.
1: Well, you know, like the trucking industry and. Sports industry and so many other industries business, you know, is it it, business can be costly, but there's no doubt, you know, people have to surround themselves with with truly, truly capable folks that can learn the law, know the law, are familiar with the law that can protect them. Okay, Mm -hmm. so uh, whether it's the small person on the street or whether it's the big conglomerate type of, of of folks. You know you still have to surround yourself and even the big conglomerate type folks run into these issues just like you stay right now yeah. so it's it's once you got the be in the word the business music yeah and, and i'm not trying to put a damper on any aspiring artists but you just gotta you gotta surround yourself with the right type of people absolutely first yeah first. and that that may be expensive but hey you can pay them now, or you can pay the big fine later. So, mm-hmm. just gotta, just gotta do it. I mean, you just gotta look at it.
0: Yeah. Matter of fact, speaking of paying fines, <laughs> Triller is paying Sony Music 4.5 million uh, in the case that we shared with you a while back. So, the payment will actually resolve the claims that Triller breached an agreement covering the use of the musicians' songs on the platform. So Triller admitted liability and they said that they would pay the amount it owed under their contract plus interest. So they're claiming that they're going to make good on it. However, Sony asked the court for a final judgment on the claim immediately because they're concerned about Triller's ability to pay. So, I mean, if you look at how many people have been suing them for non-payment, I believe that's a legitimate concern. Something to be... You know kind of leery of so i get them saying hey make sure they actually pay us because we're not sure that they can so yeah once again we'll ha- kind of have to see uh, how that turns out but yeah it seems like the last few times that we've talked about trailer on the show it's because they aren't paying people uh, well <laughs> sound like you have a thought there that you were trying to stifle
1: <laughs> well you know it's just you have to do your due diligence you know again whether you're the small person on the street or whether you are a large conglomerate yourself you still have to surround yourself with people who are capable that can do the research on every little issue or every little potential issue to make sure that you don't get caught up in something that's gonna cost you dearly there's a lot of pitfalls out there uh, not just in the music industry but a lot of different industries so you, you've got to you've got to have people who can protect you, surround you, give you info to help you avoid these pitfalls, because that 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 can cost you your career, and you know it, it, it can <laughs> you can lose everything, mm-hmm. including the kitchen sink. Yeah. So, I mean I, I hate these situations keep coming up, but folks, they've just got to surround themselves with capable people. Ahead of time
0: mm-hmm. that can help. Yeah, because yeah, thriller kind of position themselves as, you know, the next thing to kind of blow. And then all these stories, you know, keep coming up. So, I mean, if they could do this to, to uh, Timbaland and Swiss Beats, if they could do it to Sony, then what do you think they're going to do to the other independent artists? So, hey, it's really important to kind of watch how these people move, because even though it's an established name and established brand, Uh, Yeah, they haven't been keeping their word So yeah, just watch out Everybody that says that they got something for you Or they can, you know, make you the next big star Yada, yada, yada Yeah, you definitely gotta check it out Like Breezy said Make sure you have the right people around you To uh, advise you Somebody that's knowledgeable To keep you from getting caught up in these situations Yeah, yeah, yeah Alright, Universal Music has got some hubbub going on But uh, Mm -hmm. their quarterly profit has slumped and in return they started to reiterate their concerns about ai music so the slump was 43.4 percent in the first quarter core profit which is their obitda so it was due to non-cash and share-based compensation expenses which is part of the equity compensation that they had announced back um, in 2022. 22. so with that being said you know i mean they they did try to They showed the actual numbers and then they showed that it would have increased without those expenses. But the fact is they had those expenses, so it doesn't really matter what it would have been without them. So with them kind of taking a hit from that and then with their concern about AI music being on the rise, you know, of course, they're worried about what's going to happen to their bottom line. And speaking of their bottom line, they've got this pay deal that was on the table for Lucian Grange, the CEO, and it's $100 million. And people were kind of like, hey, I don't think you guys should vote for this. Um, so, yeah, it could pay him up to $100 million with $50 million contingent on him staying at the company and the other half based on the share price performance. So, you know, he also receives a $5 million salary and annual long-term bonuses. <laughs> so if he doesn't get the $100 million pay package, it's not like he's going to be hurting at all but uh yeah two of the top 25 shareholders say that the pay package is just too generous especially with what we just mentioned with the recent slump and their concerns about ai they might need to kind of funnel that money they were planning to give him into other areas so yeah just something to to be aware of and yeah that that's coming up and we'll see if they vote to accept it or reject it (laughs) we'll be watching (laughs) yes And speaking of watching, uh, Cynodyne has partnered with Quincy Jones' Quest TV to launch the cutting-edge music channel on Cineverse. So it'll be a 24-hour free ad-supported streaming television service, so that's fast if you're familiar with that. But the channel is going to be focused on jazz, blues, soul, funk, and global music. And so it'll be pretty cool to see that uh, be easy to access for more people and to check it out. And, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be something to boost the music industry and culture. So I'm kind of excited to see what's going to come forth from that. Yes.
1: Yeah. Likewise. You got to see. Let me get my popcorn. Let me get my popcorn.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. And hip hop exec Ted Lucas, the founder of Slip and Slide Records, has teamed up with Florida Memorial to cultivate what they're calling the next wave of black tech stars. So the partnership between Tech Knowledge and FMU will allow students at the HBCU to enroll in tech-focused boot camps. They can attend free panel discussions with tech leaders and receive resources, stipends for certification, and job placement. So the Tech Knowledge Innovation Center on campus will offer students training resources and networking. So they've got a lot going um it's really really cool that he decided to step in and collaborate with them uh, for this because he was saying that a lot of people of color have been kind of squeezed out of the space which makes sense because music and technology go hand in hand um, with all of these new uh, ventures coming forth it's, it's going to be a great opportunity for all the students at fmu how about that mm-hmm. yep All right, I shared this statistic uh, last week, I believe, (laughs) on social media, and it got a lot of mixed reactions. But just in case you haven't heard, 50% of vinyl buyers in the US don't even own record players, according to a new study that came out. So the company Luminate recently published their top entertainment trends for 2023. And in the report, Luminate says that those statistics. Uh, are actually attributed to what they're calling super fans who spend above average in time and money on music. They actively discover new music and they participate in music related activities on social media. And they also plan on attending a live music event within the next 12 months. So these aren't like passive people that are just sitting around, you know, maybe they decide, hey, I'm going to order this vinyl. These are people who are actually, you know, really into it. And so, you know, the fact that they don't own record players is kind of funny because vinyl is not cheap these days. But yeah, they're still willing to fork it out. So, you know, on the surface, that headline sounds hilarious. And it yeah, I mean, I can't even deny that. But you kind of got to dig deeper and see what that's actually saying. So if they don't have a way to play it, that means that they're collecting it. That means maybe they're displaying it in their homes. They want that physical connection with the music. And so that's why they're actually purchasing it. So, you know, while streaming is convenient, there are obviously a lot of people who want something to be able to hold in their hands. So maybe they do stream the album, but they still actually shell out the money for hard copies, which, hint, hint, if you're a music artist and you're doing these shows, it's a great thing to add to your merch. So you should be pressing vinyl. You should be doing cassettes if that's, you know, something that you're interested in because there is a market for it. And so, yeah, especially in the U.S., so we yeah, have half the people that are buying up all this vinyl don't even have a way to play it. They're longing for something, and that's a gap that you can fill.
1: Absolutely, positively, go do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, but you know, and I'll throw this in there, you know that the we as people, and I'm talking about artists, uh, athletes, entertainers. Period, because music business is part of. The entertainment business okay if you look at it like making developing layers around yourself okay a layer for this a layer for that a layer for this over here a layer for that okay and and not just be just simply where you know uh an entity can just get right to you even though you make the final decision on something but you still might want to look at having different layers of protection Okay, and we can't say that too many times so ultimately (laughs) you want it so that when when an opportunity comes up, you let this layer over here take care of the prospecting that opportunity then you let another layer take care of the legal side, then you let another layer look at the music business side, those kinds of things and so when people don't do that especially young folks, they may not know okay so again surround yourself with people who can help you can't say it too much and just maybe look at it like different layers of protection okay and i just wanted to plant that seed and water
0: Mm-hmm. most definitely all right and um yeah this is something else that's kind of been dictated by what the people are after but bmg has decided to fully integrate their front, front line and catalog recording businesses uh, they're abandoning what they're calling the outdated industry distinction between new releases and older recordings. And so a direct quote uh, from the CEO says, music fans demonstrate on a daily basis that they reject the music industry's outdated privileging of new music versus older music. Music is music regardless of its age. Great artists and great music have no expiry date and we believe it's time for the music industry to reflect that man what a mouthful he said a lot with that statement and it's actually true because how many times have we talked about you know you see all these catalogs that are being bought up it's the older songs that are included in it it's what people believe that the money where money actually is because that's the stuff that resonates with people not to say that the trends are bad not saying that at all but uh, when you're doing something just for the moment it'll be hot for that moment but it's not something that people will come back to So the fact that they're actually making the effort to say, hey, we're not even gonna distinguish between old and new anymore. Cause if it's good, it's just good, no matter when it came out, that's a hint to the artists out there, you know, make the music you wanna make instead of trying to chase trends. Because if they're the first ones to kind of do this, you can imagine there's gonna be some other music firms that will follow. And so things are changing because companies are actually recognizing how people are relating to music they can't dictate how we can enjoy it anymore so you know it's kind of a big deal it might not sound like it you know on the surface but once again you dig deeper it's saying a lot
1: words well spoke
0: <laughs> and uh you know hey this kind of goes with it too so tiktok users are demanding that musicians release sped up songs saying that fast songs allow users to fit more of their favorite tunes in their tiktok videos All right. Now, before we dig too deep into this, it doesn't mean that you should be doing something differently just to please the people of TikTok. But it's also kind of showing how they're feeling about some of these slower songs that are coming out. So I kind of feel and this is purely my opinion, but it feels like most of the music that's been out lately has been slower than what we were used to in times past. And so, obviously, there's a longing for something a little more upbeat, a little more fast-paced. And uh, so, yeah, back to the story. Uh, After teasing her new song, Alone, with Nicki Minaj, uh, Kim Petras faced backlash from her fans for the slower beat. So, hundreds of fans commented that they wanted faster-paced music. Some of the comments were, Mother, please change the beat. (laughs) Another one was like, Wait, I thought I was going to be throwing it this summer, not chilling. (laughs) And, uh... Yeah, sorry, that was hilarious to me. But, you know, it's kind of showing that there are people that, you know, they're just kind of like, hey, you know, this trend of slow music, how about we stop it? So if you look at the whole actual sped up uh, scene, TikTok has seen an increase of, was it? The hashtag accumulated 14.8 billion views within the last year. And hundreds of TikTok accounts have gained millions of followers by speeding up the songs themselves and posting them to the platform. So, you know, hey, don't change what you're doing to fit the trend. But obviously, people are looking for something different. Variety is the spice of life. And I wish more of the mainstream artists kind of recognize that these days because people need different things, different music for different things that they're doing. So, you know, just something to be aware of and a heads up.
1: Absolutely, positively.
0: <laughs> All right, and an IMS business report uh, for 2023 says that the dance music valuation is now 11.3 billion dollars, as revenue grows again from more from more than a third uh, from the pre-pandemic period. So the increase is attributed to the growth in the creator community and the live sector. So it means there's more people. That are starting to make dance music, and TikTok is reportedly growing ten times faster for dance music fan engagement than other traditional genres, including hip hop. So, you know, kind of goes with the last story. People are kind of looking to move, especially for this summer. So, once again, something to keep in mind.
1: <laughs> well, you can you can satisfy some of the people some of the time, but you can't satisfy all of the people all the time.
0: Very true. There you go. All right. And this one, man. Okay. (laughs) The godfather of AI leaves Google and warns of danger ahead. So Dr. Hinton's immediate concern is that false content will flood the Internet and the average person will not be able to tell what's true anymore. And so he said that what scares him is that the idea that this stuff could actually get smarter than people is you know where the real problem actually comes in at and so he said that he realized you know initially he thought he was doing important work um, working with Google to help it become you know like make improvements but basically it's evolving way faster than he thought it would be and the fact that people can't really tell the difference anymore is definitely a potential problem so yeah we already shared about some of the AI tracks that have been going up and then being taken back down but, yeah, there's going to be a lot to uh, come forward from this. And I've seen some of the uh, music OGs say, well, there's no way it can duplicate, you know, what the human can do. So we don't really need to be worried about that. And at the moment, that's true. But at the, way things, the rate that things are um, just kind of changing and evolving, it's definitely a concern that we should be looking at. So every time, you know, something comes out and it's kind of subpar... All they have to do is kind of tweak the algorithm to fix it and it will be able to generate better things that people won't even be able to tell anymore. So between the music, the photos and the text, I mean, yeah, it's a whole can of worms. So, yeah, not even talking about from the copyright side of it, but just uh, creatively, um, yeah, we have no idea what's coming. But the fact that he's actually warning us that it's going to get worse is something that we kind of need to, to, to think about and keep in mind.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just yesterday, the, the AI story about um, the city of San Francisco that one of the uh, political parties released um, trying to gain an upper hand. And mm-hmm. they used AI to to conject up all kinds of, of falses, false stories, false notions, false uh, truths about different things happening in the city of San Francisco in California, United States. And Oh man, but a whole lot of people when they saw that, they thought it was real. Yeah. Okay. And it, it affected, it affected so many different people. It affected businesses. It affected, uh, 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 commerce. It affected just all kinds of, uh, different demographics. And, uh, but the, the party, uh, they conjured that AI to do that on purpose.
0: hmm okay.
1: And so, you know, When you see something happening, you think it's real, and it may not be real, but that could affect your life and the lives of other folks. Mm -hmm. So we never know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, this is what we're just starting to see now. So imagine (laughs) what's going to come forth like a year from now. Yeah. But... You know, we'll have to see what happens, but the best way to try to protect yourself from it is being original with what you do. Um, you know, basically, if you're perfecting your skill set, people will prefer you over that, hopefully. <laughs> so, yeah, just something to kind of be aware of. And while we may laugh at some of the versions that came out, I know I was cracking up over the um, Michael Jackson AI rap <laughs> rapping C-Murder C song. I mean, it's funny, but you know, at some point it might actually sound realistic. So yeah, who knows? We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: All right, and to honor fifty years of hip hop, Audible is tapping Lil Kim, Snoop Dogg, and Yassine Bey to host their own series beginning this summer. So debuting June fifteenth with Snoop's words plus music, followed by Lil Kim's words plus music, and then Yassine Bay's A Dynamic Career in Communications. Uh, we got some more good stuff coming our way. So the platform will also sponsor shows by Chuck D and DJ Drama. Last year Chuck D's explored the most politically and socially influential songs on his songs that shook the planet, which is also a part of their Words Plus music initiative. So, hey, that shows you it went so well, they decided, why don't we do this with other artists? And so, yeah, I'm I'm pretty amped to see what comes forward from this.
1: Should be interesting.
0: Mhm. And we just told you recently about Bad Bunny moving into the uh well, expanding the entertainment firm and include sports. Now, Sony Music is reportedly in advanced talks to assist in the buyout of the majority stake in the music label and management firm. So it's uh Remus Entertainment and so- sources say that Noah Asad, the CEO and uh Bad Bunny's manager is buying out his partner, Raphael. And so he has the 60% majority stake in the company. And so Sony would actually be contributing to uh, help him be able to buy it out, which means that of course, Sony's definitely gonna be involved. So, you know, we kind of mentioned this, I believe it might've been about a month ago about how the major labels uh, market share has just been steadily decreasing. And that's why we're seeing them buy up all these uh, smaller companies so they can keep their market share. So this move makes sense for them um, oh. as far as that goes. But, man, you know, to think that you could build something that big and then venture into something else and then Sony's already after it. Yeah, that means that they, they were working on something pretty, pretty heavy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is there no limit? No, there's no limit.
0: Right. Right. All right. And uh, the all important percentage of Spotify's paid versus free users keeps falling. So Spotify added 26 million users in the first quarter of 2023, which helped it reach a record number of uh, 515 million active monthly users, which they proudly touted as soon as that happened. And they said paid subscribers grew 5 million to 210 million. Yay! So of course it sounds like cause for celebration and you know the headlines seem great when you actually look at it the ratio of um paid to free subscribers keeps falling so in the first quarter of 2019 it was 46% of their user base that actually paid for the service that percentage dropped to 45% in 2020 then it dropped again to 44% in 2021 then 43% in 2022 and now it's dropped all the way to 40%. So first it was kind of incremental, but now that's a much larger one. It's problematic because the ad supported free streaming pays artists artists and labels a lot less than the paid streaming does. So that means that it switches the royalties a bit, but when you look at what's going on in the economy as a whole, Uh, people are kind of tightening the budget on some stuff so it kind of makes sense for that to be one of the first things that people let go and so you know hey it's just kind of something to know be aware of if your checks start looking funny that's the reason why so even though spotify is reporting all this growth once again got to dig a little deeper to see what's really happening behind the scenes that's
1: the point dig deeper yeah (laughs) got to
0: yes All right, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause and then we'll be back. (music) And that's a wrap for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chickpea Beats and Reezy Gibson. Once again, we thank you for joining us. And we thank our home stations, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Denver, Colorado. And, you know, it's been a blast. I'm already looking forward to next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Likewise. It is, it's all good. You know, so, hey, just keep it locked.
0: Most definitely. So, till next time, tune in, tell a friend. We'll see you then. Peace. Peace.